are the People's Pod, giving you unfiltered and unqualified content every single week. I'm Cliff. He's Joe. Welcome back, everyone. What's up, everybody? Joe, you're not going to believe it, but zero positive tests during the <laughs> July 13th testing out of the NBA. Adam Silver, you're doing it, man. You're doing it. Uh, it's been a week, Cliff. And Dwight Howard is still risking it, not wearing a mask out there. <laughs> Which I kind of get his reasoning because he's like, you know, we're all quarantined together. We're not seeing anybody new. It's basically like being around your family. But come on, man. (laughs) Well, I mean, if there were 400 people in my family and we were all living in the same place, I think I'd still wear a mask even at home. If we all lived in a mansion together, I'd be like, you know what? This is just too many people. So just in case I don't know what everyone's doing, I'm just going to wear a mask. Joe, real basketball is getting really close. By the time you guys listen to this pod, there will be scrimmages happening. And in less Ooh. than two weeks, there will be NBA games, official NBA games that are back, everyone. That are back. Nice. Nice. We're going to have a lot of content to talk about. We're going to be bringing you this pod. But today, we're going to talk about the contenders and the pretenders of the NBA bubble. We'll talk about all top three seeds in each conference coming into the playoffs, coming into the season. But let's start with the Eastern Conference. Joe, we got the Bucks at the top, 53-12. and 12. They are first in the entire NBA. And how in the world did they get here? Well, fresh off the four games in a row, playoff exit to Kauai, which was, whoo, that was not good. <laughs> the Bucks came back in to the league very hungry. And they are number the number one scoring team in the entire league. And they also are the best rebounding team in the league. They're leading away with solid rebounding and giving opponents one shot per possession and a bad shot at that because they are leading the league in opponents' field goal percentage. Giannis has done a good job following up his 28-13-6-1-1 MVP season. This season, he's averaging 30-14-6-1-1. Averaging one three-pointers made for the first time in his career on nearly the highest three-point percentage shooting. He's on the short list of MVP candidates this year. But of course, we all know what Giannis can do. Turn around and dunk. The best move that he has. <laughs> he can dunk from anywhere. He's move. such a poker The unstoppable stick. move. He's just He's stretches his arms. Like, like NBA Jam, the final move is happening in real life, and that's Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> Should we not have given him Hulk and given him Mr. Fantastic instead? Yeah, maybe he's Mr. He's, Fantastic. He's just so long. <laughs> but if you guys don't remember, the Bucks also signed his number two, Chris Middleton, to a five-year max contract. Middleton is the 19th highest paid player in the league wow. at $30 million plus for four more years on top of this year. Wow. But it doesn't seem to be a flash in the pan just yet as he's shooting a career-high 50% for the field and increasing his scoring 18-21. to And this team manages minutes real well because Giannis is leading the way at only 30.9 minutes per game and seven players are averaging 20-plus. Bloodsoe has had a resurgence. Dante DiVincento has been a nice spark. What was that? What'd Dante DiVincento? <laughs> DiVincento? DiVincenzo. I have a hard time pronouncing these names. <laughs> Their likely road to the championship is going to be the Magic, the Heat, Celtics, or the Raptors, and then the Western Conference champion. Joe, is the COVID break a factor for the Milwaukee Bucks? Um, 
Not a huge factor. A little bit. I think uh, Giannis was a little banged up um, coming into COVID. Not hugely, but he was having little issues. I don't quite remember if it was knee or... I feel like it was knee or shoulder i don't remember it's been so long now but i remember he was having some issues he was sitting out some games and so that'll be good because obviously i don't really i don't remember if they were having other injury issues with other players but Giannis is the only one that matters on that team he's the irreplaceable piece and so you want to have him at 100 percent. they've been managing his minutes all year and it's good to for them that he's had this break um and so him being healthy really is the only factor to me. And I think it's so it's a little bit of a factor in that sense. I'm going to agree. I don't think it's a very small bit of a factor, but I think they were in the groove with their momentum and getting all that back is going to be their biggest hurdle. So it's going to, if it's a factor, it's going to be a factor in the negative way, in my, in my opinion. I but mean, the slightly. one thing though, is that everybody's been on COVID break. That's true. So that's you know. true. So but but some of these probably teams roughly even were yeah. limping into the quarantine. We'll talk about some of those. Mm. Joe, what's the biggest question that they need answered? Um, the biggest question. What do you mean? What is what is the like for for instance for my biggest question for them is can Giannis do something different if teams take away dunk? Oh, you mean if the they wall. pack if they build the wall? Yeah, if they if pack they build the, the wall. Um. I personally agree? is that the biggest question the bucks need is answered. that the big yeah is that like the biggest hurdle basically yeah. for them correct um I would say yes that is the biggest hurdle everybody's gonna try to impl- uh, everyone's gonna try to use the wall strategy I don't think it's gonna work uh this time because I do think that the per- the <laughs> I was gonna say the pretending I was looking forward <laughs> <laughs> I think that the supporting cast is a lot better. I think Chris Middleton, he's like he's had like a fifty point game this season. Yeah, like he has stepped up in a big way. Um, I've given him a lot of flack again. Is he does he deserve to be the nineteenth highest paid player in the NBA? No, twenty one points per game, nineteenth highest paid player. I mean, probably not. But he's definitely stepped up. He's playing a lot better. I think a lot of the supporting cast. Is gonna play be- ble- better, except for again, that was another Freudian because, except for Bledsoe, I don't think Bledsoe's necessarily gonna play that much better, but I think a lot of the other guys will. I do think for most of the rounds, the earlier rounds, and probably throughout the entire Eastern Conference, it's not gonna matter. Yeah, the wall's not gonna work because one, Giannis is gonna be hitting his three when it just as much as he needs to, and the other players are going to play um, well enough. Yeah, I, I think I think you know just going by their stats, they're an incredibly good defensive team, and they're also first in points because they're yes. they're getting that one possession stop, running out in transition, and Giannis just dunks from the half court line. And what will happen when that stops? That's a, that is a big question to see. It is a question. Really, yeah, because they're first really, in yeah. pace and they're first in defensive rating. So obviously stopping teams and getting out on the break is huge for them. We will see what happens. I just don't think that anybody in the Eastern Conference is going to be able to stop them enough. There, there is, There might not be enough firepower in the East, but we shall see. So, Joe, on that note, are they a real contender or just a pretender? Oh, real contender for sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they're... 
I'm pretty sure they're going to make the finals. Like if I had to bet on one team in the East, it would be the Bucks, And they're the only team that is really well positioned to actually make it. Yeah. I mean, at this point, especially because Kawhi is gone, they're set up perfectly. They have home court throughout. Um, they have the number one defense. They have the best player in the Eastern Conference. That was one thing last year. The only reason I picked the Raptors was because they had Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi was better at that point than Giannis. You picked them now when no Giannis. one else was picking them. I mean, gotta give that now, uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like now they have Giannis. And in my opinion, no one's really that close to Giannis. So two years in a row, the king of the East has left to the West. LeBron has left. Mm. Kawhi has left. And now Giannis is the king of the East. <laughs> well, they had the king of the South in LeBron. And then they had the king of the North in Kawhi. And now oh, I guess the king of, yeah, well, kind of the, <laughs> he was the king of the South and then the king of the, what is Ohio? I don't, I don't know. The king of the Midwest. <laughs> the king of the Midwest. And now they have the new king of the Midwest. The new king of the Midwest. <laughs> Who is... Who is Giannis? Yeah, of course they're a real contender. They're the likely final team out of the East. Uh, I guess the question is, will they have learned from the mistakes of their past? Will Giannis be able to pull a shot out from thin air, just make something out and make it with consistency? That's the big question, because if he can do that, they have a good chance to bring home the title belt. Mm. Joe, what do you think the Bucks are like? Um, I'm not positive like they're the kind of thing that's like almost there they're like really well positioned yeah i mean ultimately i don't think they're going to win a title because i think both the lakers and the clippers i would pick either team over them if they got to the finals right um their second their second player is worlds better than chris middleton i feel like maybe it's like the Dark Knight Rises. Oh. Because, like, they are positioned very well. They have well, Batman. They have Batman. They're coming off the MVP season, Batman season. And it's kind of like, hey, that was, the, that was the second act. And here's the third act. It's going to be even better. And I remember the Dark Knight Rises was, like, positioned to be like, oh, my gosh. This is the final the finale. piece of the Nolan trilogy that has brought Batman back to life. And then... And here's what I think. You know what? And I, I'm actually – I'm liking this more as I'm talking about it. But, you know, <laughs> it's like – because I don't think ultimately it's going to be even better than the second act in a way. Like I do think they'll go farther, but that was more surprisingly good, mm-hmm. right? Like – and that was like last year's Bucks team. They were more surprisingly good. Now the expectations are there, so they're going to fall short a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think historically – because I think they won't win a title. But when you look back historically – it's going to be a little bit underrated. Mm. Like, you're going to be like, oh, wow. Actually, this Bucks team was really good. It was, like, a lot better than we thought it was. And Giannis was a lot better than we thought he was. And Middleton was good. And they had a great defense. And they had shooters. And I think that's what we're going to think Yeah, down the line. Yeah. I, I, I like this because you got, you got Bane, who is, like, Chris Middleton. And then you got Catwoman <laughs> out there. And then you got JGL, who's, like, Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> oh like, yeah i totally forgot is, that is he Joseph around gordon levitt was in it <laughs> is he there <laughs> maybe catwoman could be brooke lopez you uh, got, you, no brolo you gotta uh you got commissioner gordon <laughs> <laughs> 
you're also like, was he in the movie? <laughs> he was a lot of. He was in a lot of the trailer. He was in it, right? He was in it, right? <laughs> he was just in the hospital the whole time. But God. yeah, Michael Caine. Who's who's the Michael? Michael Caine. <laughs> Maybe that's actually that's gotta be um, that's gotta be um. Dante DiVincenzo? Uh, <laughs> no, it's got to be Bud. <laughs> oh, Coach Bud. It's yeah, got to be Coach right. Bud. That's right. That's right. That's right. And you got George Hill out there who's making moves. Pat Connaughton, who's in the dunk contest. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Pat Connaughton, uh, officer number three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking this more and more. Yeah, okay. Henchman number two. <laughs> you're, you're kind of like, oh, it's not it's not Batman and the Joker. You wish it was Batman and the Joker. But you got Batman and this ragtag misfits. <laughs> I mean Bane was pretty good, but you know, just didn't yeah. do it. It just didn't do it perfectly. But when you look back on it, you watch it without the hype, you're like, "Hey, this movie was really good." It's good. Yeah. It's it good. Really good. I've been defending this movie for for you a have. while. It's I've been pooing on it for a long time. It's good. It's not it didn't live up to the hype, but it was it's good. Moving on, we got the Raptors. They are 46 and 18, second in the East. How did they get there? I don't know. <laughs> it's a miracle. They lost their best player, and they came back to be second in the East. People had them written out of the playoffs before the season started. But they lead the league in steals, and it's their defense that really leads the charge. They're second in the league in defensive rating, second in opponent's field goal percentage, first in opponent's three-point percentage. They allow the fewest points per game and cause the second most turnovers Mm. in the league. Scrappy D, Scrappy D. That's they had a 15-game win streak to start 2020. Wow! But they and even amongst all that, they had a ton of injuries. So many dudes had to step up. Siakam has emerged from 17 points per game last season to now 24 points per game. He was the guy that led the Raptors last year when Kawhi took his rest days, and now he's leading the way here. Van Vliet has jumped into the starting lineup, and he hasn't disappointed with 18. 472. And of course, Curlin has come back to life. Nearly 20 points per game for the first time since 2016 to 2017 season. The King of the North! He's here! <laughs> the Jester of the North. What's crazy, though, is those guys, Lowry, Siakam, Van Vliet, Serge, Mark, Powell, Rondé Hollins, all missed more than 10 games. Wow. Crazy. And so, really, Nick Nurse, I gotta hand it to you, really doing a good job. The likely road to the championship will be the Brooklyn Nets without KD and Kyrie, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Western Conference champion. Joe, is COVID a factor for the Toronto Raptors? Definitely. They had a ton of injuries, and they've had injuries throughout the entire season. The thing about this team, <laughs> I wonder if it's, you know how you say, like, the superstar sets the tone yeah, for, like, the team? You know, they take on the personality of the superstar. Yeah. Did Kawhi what, – what happened? Did he make them, like, an injury team? Like, is that what happened? He <laughs> went there. He missed a bunch of games, and they've all adopted kind of this, this load management culture. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? But um, the one thing is I do look at the team, and they're a little bit physically fragile. 
Like, no, I don't really look at anybody on the team. Like, nobody on this team is built like LeBron. No. I mean, nobody in the league is built like LeBron. But, you know, there's nobody who's really just kind of Iron Man solid who just plays through and who even looks kind of physically built. Everybody looks like they could get hurt if they just get pushed a little bit too hard. Even like Siakam, Serge, they're all kind of longer, thinner guys. And so... That's a little worrisome for them, but I do think the break definitely helped them. Everybody had time to heal. Everybody had time to get better. And so, been good. Yeah. Having months to help up and rejuvenate. This this is a team everyone forgets, or maybe it's just us that forget. They won the championship last year. Yeah, they played the crazy. most amount of games possible. And they wore down. You know, riddled by injuries. They lost their best player, so they have to take up that load. And right. now they're having months to heal up and rejuvenate. The question for them is, is going to be, can they keep that chip on their shoulder along with their now healthy and rested bodies? Joe, what's the biggest question that they need to answer? This is the biggest question, and it is whether or not Pascal Siakam can step up and be that superstar player. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he was number two last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Kawhi. People want to say Lowry was the number two, but I don't think he was the number Who's two. Who's saying was... that? <laughs> Who is saying Krillin is the number two? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Krillin was number, maybe number five, right? You had Kawhi, then you had Siakam, then you had probably Van Vliet was stepping up, at least in the second half of the playoffs. He was really terrible the first half. And then maybe Serge. I mean, Marcus All had his moments. Norm Powell, for some reasons, taking every <laughs> game winner. I don't know why Pat, they always give it to Norm McCaw, Powell. And Pat McCaw, of course. <laughs> and Pat McCaw bringing that championship experience. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think Siakam can be a superstar. Wow. wow. I think it's in his uh, – See, I mean, I don't know if it's this season, though. That's the mm. thing. Mm. right? I think it is in his ability and in his DNA to be able to do it. He did step up at moments – you know, uh, last season in the playoffs uh, when he was needed. I mean, he didn't always. Like, he had kind of bad moments too. But, I mean, for him being so young and the the leaps that he's taken, I mean, he's averaging 24 points per game now this season. He's leading this team. This is really due to him, right? Like, we have to give him a ton of credit. Obviously, this is more of a, um, you know, it's more of a team-oriented system. And, like, you got to give Nick Nurse a lot of credit. But... I mean, he's the best player. He is the superstar on this team. They're the number two seed in the East, and they lost Kawhi. That, that's pretty crazy, right? You got to give him some props for that. It's all about it's all about Pascal. Si- I was going to say Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about Siakam. In this season, in Toronto Raptors losses, Siakam is scoring 19 points per game. In wins, 25 points per game. The difference is huge, and that yeah. it's kind of on his shoulders. Now, right. they're going to go as far as he's going to be able to carry them. That's the question, right? They're, they got that chip on their shoulder, and that's going to be good. They have a great defense that's working in their favor. But when it comes close and when they need buckets, that last five minutes of the fourth quarter or even when they're coming off a loss and starting the next game, the first quarter, setting the tone, that has to be Siakam. Can he do it? I don't know. I don't know. But I I guess that is going to lead to the next question. 
if you believe he can or cannot. Joe, are the Toronto Raptors real contenders or just a pretender? What what constitutes a contender? Uh, the the chance to win a championship. Oh, for sure they're pretenders then. <laughs> they're pretenders. They can't get past the top level talent. Yeah, I mean, Siakam is, while I believe that he has potential to become a superstar, I don't believe he is currently a superstar on that level. And even if he were a superstar right now, to be compared to the other people in the top tier, like uh, Giannis, like LeBron, like Kawhi, like I give him zero chance at getting past any of those those guys. And so... I'd have to just say that right now they are a pretender. I agree. They're a pretender. They can't compete with the top talent. And unfortunately, the king of the north is just a peasant in the NBA. He's <laughs> <laughs> the king of the north. But when he comes to the rest of the, the realm, he's, he's just a nobody. <laughs> hey, can I speak? <laughs> Joe, what are the Raptors like? Uh... <laughs> I'm not sure. They're overachievers. They right? are. They should be happy. They, I, I feel like if you're a Raptors fan, and if the NBA never started, you could be like, wow, we had a great season. We had a great uh, season. They're one of those kind of things that's like, it's like better on paper than in real life. Like the cronut? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the cronut? Like, okay, explain more. Like, because it's one of those things where it's like, it is really good. It's and actually good. It's, yeah, it's like technically it's very good on paper, but it's just like when you experience it in real life, it's just not the same. It doesn't live up to what it is on paper. Is it like um, is it like Citizen Kane, what's like considered like the goat movie? <laughs> but you're not like. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not like you're not like, dude. I, I'm really. I want to watch Citizen Kane. <laughs> Like, I'm really bored. Like, I've never, ever wanted to be, like, Citizen Kane. That's – hey, let's watch Citizen Kane. Hey, yo, like, I'm really feeling you're, it. You boop, 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 boop. You call all your friends. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, guys. I'm having a get-together right now, and we're all going to pop in Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. And people are like, oh, Rosebud. <laughs> It's Rosebud time. Get it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Citizen Kane, technically a mar you know, in the movie industry, it's like, okay, as a piece of art, high art, it's like, oh, this is like the greatest movie. But this makes nobody's lists of anything. <laughs> right? Like if you're like, hey, Desert Island movies, like, oh, I gotta get Citizen Kane on there. Like that's gotta be one of them for sure. <laughs> Like nobody's doing that, right? What's yeah, the, the Raptors on paper, movies? their defense is amazing. And if you're if you're number like one. A, oh wait, what is it? Number two. If you're on NBA Reddit, you're like, oh, these guys are awesome. <laughs> you guys are sleeping. You guys are sleeping on this defense yeah, right here. Sleep. And you just list all the stuff. All the stats. First in opponents people goal percent. Allow the fewest points per game. Cause the second most turnovers. Yeah. Second amazing. In amazing. But, you know, come on. You're not loud. <laughs> but they lead the league in steals. Second in defensive rating. Yeah. 
But in real life, it just doesn't live up. You know, Krillin, too many buzzer beaters on the side of the backboard. It's just not. <laughs> you finally watch this in Kane and you're like, I mean, I guess. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. This is the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. Why do they call this the goat? I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> that was good. That's good. Citizen Kane. All right, going on to the Celtics, 43 and 21, third in the East. And how did they get here? Well, Jalen Brown stepped up into 20 point score. The stability of Kemba versus Kyrie. You got Cantor and Thies filling the Horford void. You got Jason Tatum leading the team with 20 points per game, plus taking his game to the next level by, you know, game tying shots, game winning shots, filling the Kyrie void. You got Hayward making his way back from his injury mentally, but they were two and three in March before the close. So they kind of stumbled into the quarantine, but they've held their opponents to the second lowest points per game and fourth fewest field goal percentage and third lowest three point percentage. They have their, they held their opponents down through good perimeter defense, pacing, spacing. They got Marcus smart and they got the Brad Stevens staple. Their road to the championship is going to be through the Sixers, through the Raptors, through the Bucks, and then the West champ. Whew, that's not easy. I would say Joe. Wow. Is the COVID break a factor for the Celtics? Um, though I would only say the smallest, the only small way that I think it's a factor is that it helps Gordon Hayward. Hmm. Yeah, just because I think more time is good for Hayward, although it's not time on the court, so I'm not sure. But I, I do think just having the kind of injury that he had, um, you know, more time is better. It'll make it heal more properly and it'll it'll probably help him a little bit but i don't think it's a big factor um yeah i just think it's a small factor in that way yeah i, I don't think i don't think it's a factor at all they were fine i mean the only thing is they were stumbling into the quarantine and maybe brad stevens game planned but i i, I don't think it really helped them yeah um, i mean i don't i don't think it's a big factor for sure joe what is their biggest question they need answered um I mean, it's got to be Tatum, right? <laughs> it's got to be whether or not Tatum is a superstar. Mm. Um, Joe, let, before you answer, let me read you some okay. some rankings that uh, oh, yes. I, I researched. ESPN has ranked him as the 13th most likely best player in the bubble over Siakam, over CP3, over Ben Simmons. NBC rated – no, no. let me, let me take that because NBC is the most ridiculous. NBA.com <laughs> had him 12th. Above Jimmy Butler and some of the other players that I mentioned. NBC okay. rated him 10th over Jokic, over Luka, over Westbrook, and over Damian Lillard. How can, F, this not, how can this not be the biggest question to answer? It's What's either, going on, is Jason Tatum a star or are you already calling him a superstar? Okay, can I just this guys, this is why I go crazy about Jason Tatum because it's not like I want to say he's good, but when somebody tells you he's better than Luka Doncic or Jokic <laughs> or Damian Lillard or West, Russell Westbrook, I can't I can't be sane. Like I can't talk about this. This is what what the heck, man? <laughs> why? Even even Siakam, 
CP3. Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Put Butler. CP3, CP3 has carried the Oklahoma City Thunder to like the fifth seed or something. Like, are you the kidding me seed. right now? People thought he would be like the 15th seed. They would be, yes, they should be in the bottom five of the Western Conference. Like, just, that's just objective, okay? That's just, anybody in their right mind predicted that OKC would be in the bottom five on the, probably the bottom three of the Western Conference. Mm -hmm. They should be under the Kings, Phoenix, Dallas, like all those teams, they should be under. And you're telling me... (laughs) What? What? What is happening? <laughs> I'm surprised, honestly, that he was ranked so low. <laughs> like, how is it possible that he's not above Giannis and Embiid <laughs> and LeBron and Anthony Davis and Kawhi? Like, how is it possible that this guy's not in the top two? <laughs> I just, wow. Uh, just, uh. I don't even remember what we're talking about. What are we talking about? Are you kidding me? This is why, guys. I was just about to say that Jason Tatum has the potential, like I did for Pascal Siakam. He has the potential to be a superstar, to become a superstar. He does have and the potential. And you're telling me he's... He does have the potential. Just lean, just lean into it. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? And yet, like I said last week, nobody is going to give up any criticism when the Celtics lose in the second round. No. Nobody's going to say anything. No. Joe. <laughs> oh, I knew this would be good. I knew this would be good. How? Joe... <laughs> These are like the like NBA publications. Better than Dave. Better than Damian Lillard? That's Are you serious? Just insanity. After what he's done this season? Are you. Luka? Luka Doncic? Jokic? Luka Doncic? It's like these guys are already proven. They're already proven. <laughs> Leading teams into the play. Dave was the third seed last year. Are you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? And why is there so much hype around Tatum and they don't give any love to Jalen Brown? <laughs> Who's basically doing like almost the same thing that Tatum's doing. What the heck is that? What is that? Why do they want to anoint this guy so bad? Like I haven't seen this kind of bias since LeBron. It's getting me as riled up as LeBron right now. Okay. 24 points per game, seven rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, 45% shooting. Another person is 20 points per game, six rebounds, two assists, one steal, 49% from the field. Yeah, that's Jalen Brown, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty close. It's on his own team, slightly fewer points, better field goal percentage. I don't get it. I don't know. Why? Why is it so different? <laughs> the numbers are really close. It's – I don't – that's what I'm saying. No, it's like – and it's like the people who talk about these things, they don't even know the numbers. Like, I don't I, – they seriously don't. Like, they just look at 
in a vacuum and they're like, oh, wow. Like, like how is this? Siakam? Siakam? How? How? Siakam has a championship. Like, because you know what people are going to say, right? They're going to say, oh, but look what two years ago. Remember what Jason Tatum did? <laughs> when he dunked on remember, LeBron that one time. Yeah, remember time? he dunked on LeBron that one time? And they almost got to the finals. Siakam has a championship! <laughs> and his team is second in the East over Tatum Celtics. And he doesn't have Kawhi. He's got Lowry, man. He's got Lowry. I mean, you got Jalen Brown. You've got freaking Kemba Walker on your team. Perennial all-star over here. Perennial all-star. And Gordon Hayward. And Gordon Hayward. It's, it's, I just can't. I can't even talk about this, man. Like, (laughs) how? I'm going crazy, guys. But Jokic, Luka, and Dave. (laughs) Jimmy Butler. Okay, Joe. Are the Celtics actually contenders? Pretender! <laughs> Pretender! Get out of here, man! Who thinks they're really going to make... Are you serious, NBC? Are you serious, ESPN? You really think yeah, that... Jalen Rose go- went on record saying the Celtics will make the finals. Ja- He's going to beat Giannis? Uh, I, Can he even beat Siakam? What's happening, man? Their road to the finals goes through the Sixers, too! Is that would that be a first round matchup? That's the first round matchup because they're the third seed. And the Sixers are the sixth seed. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I mean, I just my gut tells me there'll be a second round out. And I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they go to the West Eastern Conference Finals. I would be shocked if they went to the finals. I don't think they have any chance of beating Giannis. No, unless okay. Here's the one caveat: something COVID weird. If something COVID weird happens, okay. And Giannis gets COVID. <laughs> and Giannis gets COVID. Or even like Middleton gets COVID or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, of course. Like, the, so this is a weird season. Okay. So there is some, of course, you know, there is some ex machina kind of thing that could happen out of nowhere that just totally ruins everything. But if, if, if we're doing picks like this is normal and we're just going to assume that this is like a normal season, then no, no, the the Celtics aren't getting to the finals. <laughs> Hiccup, because you just you rant with so many. <laughs> Joe, what do, what do you think the Celtics are actually like then? I'm I don't know, man. It's just like overhyped. Like the thing is, I think people are ruined. Like, okay, well, I don't I don't think. Like I said last week, the way that Jason Tatum is positioned is the way the Celtics are positioned. Yeah. They're like super overhyped, and yet somehow they're not going to find any criticism if they lose. If they get outed even in the first round, nobody's going to be like, oh, gosh, what a disaster. They're just going to be like, oh, whoops, oh, well. <laughs> you know, like, oh, we thought they were good, but I guess they're young, <laughs> and I guess they're just following the trend of all young teams. It's like that's just what's going to happen. Nobody's going to say anything, and so I don't know what that is. It's kind of overhyped, though, to me. I think – okay, I think it's like – you remember the movie Cloverfield, J.J. Abrams' movie? It was like – they yes. made the premise, like, J.J. came with the idea. Like, he wanted to make the trailer 
first and then he made the movie and the trailer was awesome because it was like all this hype you had all this intrigue all this mystery it was like a first person yeah uh you know handheld cam yeah. type thing yeah. yeah they made yeah they convinced the movie studio to release a trailer before they even had a movie and mm. joe do you think the celtics are like cloverfield and do you think the monster in Cloverfield is Kyrie Irving for the Celtics? <laughs> <laughs> I swear. It's like it's the shadow even... over them. Always everything's always about Kyrie. Oh, like this this like Kyrie was such a kid. Look at these guys now. Oh, like Kemba's such a good guy. Nothing like Kyrie. Everything's about Kyrie. It's so true. Do you think oh my gosh. I like got into an argument with somebody about this like in real life because the the media's treatment of Kyrie to me is just it it makes no sense like this is the thing right doesn't that explain okay i know i'm the conspiracy theorist but doesn't that really explain the media's behavior why are they really overhyping the Celtics is it because everybody loves you know new england and, you know because their fans are so great and everyone loves it when new england teams like the patriots are constantly winning so we can hear about it all the time from the most obnoxious fan base on the planet no i don't think that's why okay i think it's because of kyrie and every every like at, the better jason tatum is the worse Kyrie looks, mm -hmm. right? Because it just goes back to last year and it makes it seem like, wow, Kyrie really underachieved when he had th this like amazing squad and he really hampered the development of this superstar player, Jason Tatum. And that's why everyone wants to, yeah, and that's probably why, I don't even know if the media recognizes it or not, but it's this unconscious bias like, we really want the Celtics to do well so that Kyrie looks bad. You know, like they're they're going all the way. They won a championship. Wow. Kyrie prevented the Celtics from winning a championship and they replaced Kyrie with Kemba Walker. And all of a sudden, this is a championship squad. I really do think like that. I'm not saying that's the sole reason, but I think that plays some role in this ridiculous. What else could justify saying that Jason Tatum is right now better than Luka Doncic, better than Jokic, better than Westbrook, better than Dame, better than CP3, better than Siakam. Better than Ben Simmons. Better than Jimmy Butler. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like the most fervent Boston fan could say that he's better than maybe two of those guys. <laughs> like with a clean conscience. I mean, the, the diehard Boston fan who's had season tickets for 40 years could be like, yeah, he's, he's probably better than Simmons. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like I'll take, I'll like take him. It. I'll take him over Simmons. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? As, like, SCP3, like you could, this is his last good year. Why would I want him? He's old. Yeah. He's better. He's better. He's better. Better than Jimmy. It's like, okay, I'll get, you know, I'll give you one or two of those guys, but like, come on. Media outlets saying that he's better than all of these guys. That is insane. It's, 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 it's insanity. Do you think that the conspiracy theory ties even further past Kyrie to push LeBron to the throne? Cliff, you know my answer <laughs> is, of course. That this is all, you all know. comes back. All that comes my answer back. is 
Of course. To the chosen one. Of course. To the king. <laughs> of course. Like, without a doubt. But, you know, I, I care less about that now because LeBron's a Laker. <laughs> and now that we're getting close to the playoffs, I'm really, you know, my Lakerness is starting to overpower my, my LeBron hate. And I just, I want us to get a ring and silence all the Clipper fans who are like the annoying little brothers rising up in the city. Okay. Last one. As a dark horse, I have the 76ers. They are the most talented team in the East from top to bottom. Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and Joel Embiid. Wow. (laughs) And they have yet to figure out how all these pieces work together. What they're going to do, what Brett Brown is going to do to save his job, he is moving Horford to the bench and moving up Shake Milton and having Ben Simmons start at the four. What? <laughs> what? When you are a wild oh, man, <laughs> you just do things. Brett Brown. Do, Brett do Brown. things that what are strange. Joe, you, Joe, what do you think How? the 76ers are like? Well, you <laughs> you mentioned something, and I think that actually is what it's like. I think the 76ers are like the movie Valentine's Day. <laughs> and you could be wondering... What that movie is, because you are like, I have never heard of that movie before. But if you reach deep down into your mind, they did a ton of advertising for this because the cast list on this movie is incredible. Let me just read it down for you. You got Jessica Alba, Kathy Bates, Jessica Biel, Bradley Cooper, Patrick Dempsey, Jamie Foxx, Jennifer Gardner, Topher Grace, Anne Hathaway, Ashton Kutcher, Queen Latifah, Taylor Lautner, you got Julia Roberts, Taylor Swift. Holy moly. That's this cast list. There's like everybody is in this movie. Everybody is in this movie, and yet it bombed. Eighteen <laughs> percent on Rotten Tomatoes. My God, the humanity, and that is the 76ers in a nutshell. All this gold, all this talent. You got Julia Roberts in your hand. You got Bradley Cooper in your other hand. Holy can't moly! Can't make it work. I mean, everybody's in this. I mean, you were saying like Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox is, is in it. Anne Hathaway. What the heck? Even you got like Patrick Demp. There's so many people in this. So many people. And yet. Bradley Cooper's in this. Yeah. Kutcher's in this. It's just wow. The Oscar nominations on this list is probably double digits. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, And yeah, I think that is unfortunately the 76ers. What's wrong with them? They just cannot get it together. They have. A few big problems. Mm-hmm. One, Joel Embiid doesn't know how to step up in crunch time. Nope. He knows how to step up. He doesn't know what to do. Like, it's not that he's unwilling or that he's a choker. He doesn't know his game well enough yet to know what to do. You saw it even in the All-Star, All-Star game. game. Yes. He was he was trying to step up in the fourth quarter. He acted like, like the best player on the East. But he, he did. didn't complete. He had the – yes. He had the, like, confidence mm-hmm. and, like, the hubris – which you kind of need to be a superstar in that situation. But he didn't know what to do. He was posting up LeBron and he couldn't get the job done. I mean, there were a couple times he got tied up or he, you know, it's just, it, it wasn't working well. And so he needs to figure that out too. Brett Brown, 
what is your problem, dude? Like, it's like making me mad that you have so much talent and you can't figure out what to do. Like, what's going on, man? Just like give Ben Simmons some lanes, just like post up and bead, put some shooters in there. Like, how do you have Josh? Rif- I forgot that they have like Josh, Josh Richardson, Richardson and Tobias, Tobias Harris, Harris and Al Horf. The thing is, every all those guys can shoot too. Like, shoot. what's going on? Why is it a problem that you have Ben Simmons who can't hit a jumper? And like, also, can't you coach Embiid and give him a couple go-to moves? Also, can't you coach Simmons and just get him to shoot a floater once in a while, or like get in the lane and shoot a little ten-footer? Like he can make it. Like that is all your job. Like like all of these things are your job. Like X's and O's to put guys in the right positions to score. Confidence for your team. Even personally coaching them to give them, you know, some things to do. Like open up the floor for them. Maximize their game. I don't know, man. It makes no sense. Al Horford is no the sense. ultimate. He will do anything, guy. And you know what he did? He's like, I'm going to put him on the bench because I don't need that in my starting lineup. What? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. This team that he's putting together with Ben Simmons at the four and Shake Milton up, they have never played that lineup before, ever. And you know what that smells to me? That smells like desperation. <laughs> and that's a perfect strategy going into the playoffs. Youth lineups you've never, ever used before <laughs> the entire season. That is so stupid. Like, oh my gosh. I don't know. They're, they're 17th in offensive rating. Even the fact that they're 6th in defensive rating is to me kind of disappointing. Like, they should be top three defensively. They're so athletic. You have Horford and and Embiid. You have Simmons, who is like, is he leading the league in steals? Like, he's up there. Like, he was for at least a portion of the season. And then Josh Richardson, like, he's a great defender. Tobias Harris, he's he's got good size. I mean, this makes no sense. <laughs> like, this just makes no sense. That's why they're stuck and in by Dark Horse land. And, and by the way, I mean, the whole organization, by the way, it doesn't look great that you got rid of Markel Fultz and he's finally being something. <laughs> he's good. Like he went to Orlando and he's good. Yeah. I mean, he's like jamming on fools. He's averaging what, like 12 and seven. Like he's, he's having a solid season. Just you guys are, you guys are dumb. <laughs> All right. That was the Eastern conference. We'll be back with the Western conference after this. All right, we are back with the Western Conference. Starting up with the hometown favorites, you got the Los Angeles Lakers at the top. 49 and 14, first in the West. How they got there? The Lakers added a lot of new players coming into the season. 11 new players to their team. With the big names being, of course, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis. LeBron James leading the league in assists. But, Joe, let me tell you something I learned from playing NBA 2K. I, I have a My Player account. Uh, and I was drafted by the Lakers. Let me tell you, Anthony Davis is a walking assist. You pass him <laughs> the ball anywhere, and you get a free stat. So I just run down and throw Anthony Davis the ball, and I get an assist. And I'm leading the league as a rookie. <laughs> Not the league. I'm leading all rookies in assists. That's how good AD is. The Lakers had one of the softest seasons to start the season. And they brushed up into trouble when they had a four-game losing streak to the Pacers, the Bucks, the Clippers, and the Nuggets. Their two big workhorses lead the way. LeBron is 26-8-11-1. AD is 27-9-3-2-2. But their third star's in flux, right? Is it Kuzma? 
third leader in scoring, but fifth in minutes per game? Is it? Why? I don't, I don't know who else it could possibly <laughs> be, but... It's KCP. <laughs> Their likely road to the championship would be the Blazers, the Jazz, the Clippers or the Nuggets, and then the Bucks. Whew. Tough, tough, tough schedule. Joe, is the COVID break a factor for the Lakers? Um, yeah, and I think it it helps with some injuries. Uh, AD was struggling a little bit with some injuries. I think with LeBron, it always helps for LeBron to be fresh. And LeBron's one of those guys where it actually, I think it's actually good when he's like off for a long, like when he has these rests. You know, mm-hmm. like he always comes back rejuvenated. I think, especially mentally, and so I think it'll be good for them. Um, Chemistry-wise, I'm not too sure, but I do think it'll be uh, it'll be good in that sense. I'm gonna say yes, only because I think the global craziness that has erupted will have eased the pain of Kobe's loss. Mm. It's like punching yourself in the face to forget about the scratch on your knee. <laughs> <laughs> But I think because of that, that will help kind of the emotional turmoil kind of settle down in, or amongst the Lakers brass, the coaching staff, the G, like Rob Palinka, everybody. Uh, it's not gone. He'll never be gone, but it'll at least have let the time ease the pain a bit. Joe, what do you think their biggest question to answer is? Um, I kind of want you to go first on this one. Okay. I think... Will the 17th season LeBron isolate for the last shot or will he try to get AD the last shot? I mean, we saw that a lot and we questioned it during the season. Why doesn't AD just get a post up right there? Why is LeBron shooting that dribble, 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 dribble three? Oh, gosh, I hate those. LeBron has been forcing it a lot in the fourth quarter this season. Uh, He was even forcing it in the All-Star game. And ironically, AD did get the last shot. Which was a free throw, and he made it. And he won. Um, that's a good question. I think my question, though, the bigger question is, what are they going to do with Kuzma? Mm. To me, it's that's going to be a big factor, not for the finals, but for the Clippers series. Mm. I don't think we're going to get past the Clippers unless Kuzma steps up and plays well. Mm. Um, gets more minutes, averages you know, well above, you know, like several points above his season average thus far. I don't know. I don't know if LeBron's going to kind of like let that happen or not. I don't know if J.R. Smith or Dion Waiters are going to, for some inexplicable reason, eat up all those minutes. I really hope not. Um, I have seen a lot of like pictures of Kuzma and LeBron and AD together so i don't know maybe they've bonded maybe whatever beef there was or whatever little things there were with kuzma's who was saying that stuff kuzma's trainer or whatever i hope all that stuff's been squashed and now they realize that they need each other and i do hope that there's this sense of doing it for covid and doing it for kobe and doing it for all of the world (laughs) like i don't know i hope uh and for laker nation but I don't know. To me, that's a big question. They also have J.R. Smith coming in. That's a question mark. They that's also have Dion Waiters coming in. That's a question mark. Yes. A lot of questions to answer for the Lakers. Um, Joe, but are they a real contender or just a pretender? No, I mean, of course they're a contender. Of course they're a contender. Um, 
definitely going to get to the Western Conference Finals. It'll probably mm-hmm. or yeah, it'll probably wait. Will it be us in the Clippers right now as the seeds are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if they hold Clippers that, are it will be Clippers us. are second in the West. We'll talk about them next. Yeah, so um, if the seeds hold up, it'll be us in the Clippers in the in the Western Conference Finals, and um, that's going to be a tough series. That will be the finals because I think we'll beat anybody who comes out of the East, and either either of those teams will more than likely beat any team coming out of the East, and so definitely a contender. No matter how you feel about the return of the NBA season, everyone has two teams at the top of the league. It's the Lakers and the Clippers. Yeah. In which order is up to you, but they're the favorites. And I think I see what you're saying about the Clippers series because you got LeBron and you got AD and you got Paul George and Kawhi. Let's say they cancel each other out. Who's going to step up for the Lakers? Because on the Clippers, they have Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams putting Lou in Will. work, yeah. putting in work. And on the Lakers side, there's only one person averaging more than 10 points per game. Only one. And that's Kuzma. Everyone else is under 10 points per game. How is he even like, it's miraculous that he's even doing what he's doing in his limited minutes in his limited touches. Like he's not getting anything. There's no place for him or anything. The only time he gets buckets is like running the floor on fast breaks and on, for some reason, broken plays. He he's mm-hmm. the Kobe role. Mm-hmm. Like when the when the play breaks down at the end of the shot clock, for some reason, that's when Kuzma gets the ball and he has to shoot those weird. He has freaking like hook he shots and floaters so in his repertoire. Yeah, he takes weird shots, but he makes a lot of those. Mm-hmm. He makes a lot of those weird shots, and so he's really the only guy who has that. Like on our team, the guy who can create his own shot and shoot those weird unconventional shots kind of at the end of the shot clock. Like obviously LeBron can do that. Even AD can kind of do that. Like, but Kuzma does weird. (laughs) He does those weird things. We're going to need that. We're going to need that in the Clippers series. It's going to be big. What do you think the Lakers are like? I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be one of two things. It's either going to be the Avengers. Oh, uh-huh. Or it's going to be Justice League. <laughs> Both an accumulation <laughs> of stars. Yeah. A lot of talent. A lot of potential. A lot of potential. And it can be just blockbuster, amazing, you know, cinematic universe, dynasty, basketball, setting up all kinds of things. And just entertaining to watch and just (laughs) it all comes together somehow. I mean, there's some drama, sure, but it just all works at the end. And, you know, somebody's going to make the sacrifice and the Chitauri army is going to be defeated and they're going to (laughs) all have shawarma after after the parade, you know, (laughs) like if it all works out or it's going to be a dark brooding nightmare (laughs) where there's no humor (laughs) Everybody's disappointed. Everybody on the planet's disappointed. The director's disappointed. The actors are disappointed. The fans are disappointed. Everyone's disappointed at this wasted potential. And only time will tell because really maybe the biggest question to answer for the Lakers is, can they get past the Clippers? And the Clippers are at number two, 44 and 20. They are second in the West. How they got here, well, it's interesting because Paul George missed 10-plus games tw- 
twice. Once to start the season because of shoulder surgery, and the second time during January with a hamstring aggravation. And he really hasn't been the same since because he's been averaging under 20 points per game in 2020. Hmm. Kawhi, still load managing, but has quietly put up career bests in points per game and assists. But the staples really have been the aforementioned Lou Will and Montrezl Harrell playing nearly all the games, both putting up 19 points per game, which is a lot of points per game. And the Clippers, don't forget, they won the arms race with Marcus Morris at the trade deadline. (laughs) But he hasn't been much of a factor, 10 points per game on 39% shooting and 28% from three. That said, they were really hitting their stride at the end of the season. They were 7-1 and one in their last eight games before the quarantine. They're top three in the league in rebounding with Zubak and Harrell, and they've showed up. They shored it up with Joachim Noah as well. They're also really good, as you would imagine, with Kawhi on the perimeter. They're second best at opponent's three-point percentage. What's interesting also, their best, the best five-man lineup in the NBA, 60-plus minutes after the All-Star break, is the Clippers bench. Reggie Jackson, Lou Will, Landry Shamit, Jamichael Green, and Montrezl Harrell is the best five-man wow. lineup after the That's All-Star crazy. break in plus-minus. Notice Marcus Morris is not a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> They're likely road to the championship. Probably the hardest you're going to get. They got the Mavs, the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Bucks. Marcus is Marcus Morris like the fake infinity gauntlet <laughs> they're like it's the arms race we need something that can harness you know the power of all the stones and they're like and they get this gauntlet they're like yes we've done it and they put the stones and they're like it's not working like what is this oh we found out he has a twin <laughs> It's a twin gauntlet. It's, it's the other one. The <laughs> other what we one needed was the other gauntlet. The Marquise is what we needed. <laughs> Remember, guys? Remember when everyone at the trade deadline was like, Marcus Morris is going to put them over the top. 10 PP, just in case you missed it, 10 points per game on 39% shooting and 28% from three. Ramona Shelbert said the Clippers won the arms race. <laughs> Winning come on, Marcus. Come on, Morris. Momo. Come on, Momo. Joe, is the COVID break a factor for the Clippers? Um, yeah, because Paul their two best players, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, uh seem to need tons of rest. <laughs> so um Kawhi probably started COVID so he could load manage. And um, it's he got four months off, so I think he's still going to load manage, probably going into um, the bubble. And Paul George definitely needed it, so yes, it, it's a factor. I think Paul George really needed it. Uh, I mean, he was not 100% himself, averaging under 20 points per game. Uh, hamstring injuries take time, so that's probably the biggest thing that's going to help the Clippers. My question, the biggest question to answer... I had a hard time with this one, is who's closing the game for the Clippers? What lineup is closing the game? I but mean, maybe, maybe the question is, can they get past the Lakers? To me, the lineup that's going to close the game is Kawhi, PG, Montrez Harrell, Lou, 
and Beverly. I actually think it's going to be Beverly and sometimes Lou, sometimes Landry Shamit. Mm. Because I think the bad thing about Lou is uh, this is what I'm wondering if they'll figure this out is that they want Kawhi taking all the last shots. Right. I wonder if they're going to like, I wonder if Lou is going to realize that. Mm. I've actually seen some games in the some Clipper games where in the closing moments Lou looks like he's about to take the last shot. He wants to, and yeah, he wants to. But when you have Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard should take every last shot. Yes, and then if he's doubled, then Paul George should take the last shot. <laughs> <laughs> like like Lou will shouldn't be probably in the game in a lot of fourth quarters because defensively he's a huge liability, and then offensively while he's great offensively. I don't think you really want him out there mm. when you have Kawhi and Paul George, two of probably the best one-on-one creators in the NBA to get their own shot. Mm. You know, so like, yeah, I mean, we all know Kawhi is amazing. I think I don't even know if people realize how good Paul George is one-on-one, but he is probably one of the best one-on-one players. You know, like if they did a one-on-one tournament, I think he'd be up there. People forget. With- that he challenged LeBron's South Beach team, the Heatles. And it was him yeah. and his next best player was Roy Hibbert. Yeah, the team was not that good. <laughs> I mean, I mean they were good as and a team. David West. But the, the individual talent on that team was not Nowhere close. Collison. Nowhere close. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great guys. They were – I mean, they were, they were good NBA players. They are solid NBA players, but not – no one even close to an all-star except for um, Paul George, even though Hibbert Made was one. technically an all-star, right? Yeah, I mean, but I think he was he technically even in the league right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's the verticality guy. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and he's not even 35. He's 33. <laughs> 33, man. That's like the prime prime. That's the old prime. And he's been out of the year the league for almost four years. Yeah, so he left before he even turned thirty. Um, so I mean, Kawhi. It should the answer should be Kawhi PG, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, that should be the answer. Oh well, Montrez. I'd have Montrez all in there. I think sometimes you want Papev in there if you need the defense. So that means this is not the biggest question for the Clippers to answer. What is the biggest Clipper question for the Clippers to answer? Is Kawhi going to outplay? LeBron. Hmm. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, LeBron has his chance at redemption. It's That's what it's going to come down to. I mean, anybody who makes this about really anything else. Like, I think we need Kuzma to play well to even have a chance against the Clippers. Hmm. Like, if Kuzma plays well, it basically neutralizes uh, the effect of, like, Lou Will. Right. To me. Hmm. Yeah. So, basically, we just need that to kind of be competitive and to not totally burn out LeBron and AD. And that keeps the offense a little bit more balanced. It's going to keep the defense a little bit more honest. They're not going to be able to cheat as much, Mm -hmm. but that sets it up just so that towards the end of games, it's going to be basically LeBron and Kawhi, you know, going at it. And we either need, I mean, we need Kawhi. I mean, we need LeBron and AD to outplay Kawhi and PG mm-hmm. cumulatively, mm-hmm. you know, so it's going to come down to basically that which duo is going to play cumul- cumulatively better 
Um, to me, that's the question. Is Kawhi and PG, are Kawhi and PG going to outplay LeBron and AD? And it just really comes down to that because I think the Lakers are the only team that really have a chance at beating the Clippers. So I think you probably answer this, but they're a real contender. And you have them number one on the list. I think they should be number one. Yeah. Like thinking about it, all things considered, they should be number one. Because they're basically, Kawhi and PG is basically LeBron and AD. They kind of cancel each other out. Mm -hmm. But the Clippers have a slightly better supporting cast. What do you think the Clippers are like? <laughs> Maybe like Ex Machina? Because <laughs> Kawhi's a robot in the movie. And Kawhi's the robot? Maybe maybe it's just anything with a robot. Like her? <laughs> like her? Paul George's walking Phoenix. Paul George's walking Phoenix. <laughs> Kawhi's just... Kawhi Scarlett Johansson? Is it like Small Wonder? <laughs> Vicky the robot? I'm AI robot. Terminator. <laughs> anything. Anything with a robot. Robocop. Robocop's too human, actually. He's, he's, he's really more human. human than Kawhi. <laughs> he's, he's more human. Kawhi is more robotic. So any robot movie or TV show... Paul George is the the partner, the human partner. Yeah. Transformers, you know. <laughs> Transformers. They're pretty human though also. That's true. It's a little too human. He's like Data, you know, in uh, Star Trek. P Pacific or... Rim, you know. Pacific Rim. Power Rangers. Anything. Power Rangers. He, he's the Megazord. <laughs> he's, he's just... So he's none of the characters. He's, he's the just characters. the... He's, the, he's the, not like Alpha. Yeah, so so like when they're <laughs> fighting the putties, that's like when he's getting load management. And then they call upon him when it's time. And, and then... So he's not even he doesn't even have like he, he doesn't even have like agency. He's just he's just a shell and they just control him. I mean he's gotta at least be a robot with like I see. Like like Big Hero Six like, or something like that. Yeah, like personhood, like some kind of like ability. <laughs> like decision making. He's not ability. just a tool. A mechanism. He can't just be a yeah, he can't just be like a a a, a suit. That's messed up. Isn't that what Gundam on. is too, though? Gundam's <laughs> yeah, also is. like no. a suit. Voltron. <laughs> I was thinking Robotech, Gundam, Voltron. Yeah. Well, actually, Voltron, the 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 lions, they have their own personality. Something. They have a personality. They have something. Really, it's really Ex Machina probably works the best. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like her. <laughs> I think her is pretty good. All right, going on to the Nuggets. Third in the West, 43 and 22. They're trailing really close behind the Clippers. How they got there? Well, we know Jokic was not ready for the season. <laughs> Tubby chubby Jokic. He went from 15 points per game to 16 to 21 to 23 to 26. 
Wow. That's month over month? Month over month. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. Pretty obvious what happened there. Now, with skinny Jokic, he might go to 50 points per game. We don't know. <laughs> He's skinny. He's definitely going up to at least 29 <laughs> on this progression. 29, then 32, then 35. Their interchangeable parts have missed a lot of time this season. And they limped to the COVID lockdown. They were 5-6 and six in their last 11 games. Their likely run to the championship, they got the Rockets, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Bucks. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. Wow. Is oh COVID, man. the COVID break, a factor for the Nuggets? For sure, yeah, because they had so many injuries. And at least they'll start fresh with everybody um, fully healthy. Um. And that's going to be huge for them. I actually think having like guys like Michael Porter Jr. fully healthy, at, like that's going to be huge for them. He's he's good, man. He's actually really good uh, and young. And so having that break is it's going to be significant for them. And they need all their guys. They need the Gary Harris's. You know, they need all those guys Monte healthy Morris. and ready to go. Yeah, Monte Will Morris. Martin. So they need the Will Barton, they need the Gary Harris, and then it's the next Tory is the Craig. Monte Morris, Malik Beasley. They need Tory Craig. They need Michael Porter Jr. to support, you know, Jamal Murray and Jokic. Um, I it, I think COVID is a factor, but more than the things you said, Jokic got skinny during the COVID <laughs> period. <laughs> he got skinny during the break. How much more can you level up than that? That's true. That's huge. He took the pill. He did the butterfly effect, and now he's skinny. Now he's going to battle. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what is their biggest question to answer, Joe? Um, Are they – I think they have just a lot of clutch questions to answer. Mm. That's what I think. Mm. I think Jamal Murray has to show whether or not he's going to be clutch or he's going to be – just a th- like he he has to try he has to prove that he's a second tier player mm. right now he's a third tier player right you know and he has to prove that he can be a second guy and i think Jokic also has to show but you know i'm actually not too worried about Jokic. No. i think Jokic is going to play well yeah this playoffs i think he's going to be really good like to get past the rockets though obviously who have two superstars i guess that really comes down to harden yeah not the nuggets so for them i think it's more about jamal murray but if the rockets play to their potential i don't think the nuggets can beat them so um that's more about them yeah yeah th- to me like the biggest question is are they more than just a perennial playoff team and the reason being is because of jamal murray because Jokic, yeah. he's not he's going to always be someone that leads a team into the playoffs but he's not going to be someone that takes it to the next level and gets you a championship. The person that's going to do that yeah. has to be his number two or, you know, he needs a Kobe like to be able to kind yes, of exactly. change that yeah. up. A Jimmy Butler, like someone that is going to be hungry to take the last shot. Um, but Jokic will carry the load throughout the game, basically. You know, Right. Because even Shaq, I mean, even Shaq could never really do as that. As great as he it's was. It's hard for a big man to do that. He was a three-quarter yeah. player. Yeah. And you can just be dominant and just be crazy and put your team in a position to win. And some and some games, you'll just blow them out because you're so dominant. But obviously, there's always going to be games that are close. And it's really hard, I think, for those big men to just take over those kind of games. You need, yeah. 
you need more moves to be able to kind of do that and you have to be able to shoot need, free throws really well you got to be a guard you got to be a wing and so we'll see with jamal uh joe are they real contenders or just a pretender i mean pretender for sure this season you know um and i do think unfortunately i'm not super high on jamal mm-hmm. murray He's always kind of been a little bit of a disappointment to me. So I do think after this season, like the one wild card is Michael Porter Jr. to me. Not that this season can really show his potential or what he – I mean, I guess it could show a little something if he steps up a little. Maybe he'll have a Jason Tatum moment. I don't think the media will go so crazy <laughs> about it. But maybe he'll show something, a flash, right? Uh, but Because I do think they're looking for that other guy to put with Jokic. And if Jamal Murray this season doesn't show that he's that guy, if he shows like he's a number three, they're going to go out and they're going to have to go out and hunt for a number mm-hmm. two. Or else they're just going to waste Jokic's uh, prime. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think that will be hey, big. Man, he's not going to be skinny forever. You got to just capitalize on it. <laughs> Joe, what are the Nuggets like? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Um, I, all I could think of was like kind of an underrated property, like something that, that people always tell you is like, oh wow, like this is so (laughs) underrated. But then even when you watch it, like maybe it might even be true that it's underrated. It's like, oh wow. Yeah, it's underrated, but it's also not that good. (laughs) Like it's just okay. You know, it's like, sure. It's underrated because I guess people really it's really slept on but then even when you actually watch it you're just like or listen to it or something you're just like uh okay i mean i guess it's like it's, it's all like right. that friend that's always telling you like this like indie band is like really good and you're like oh yeah okay and you like listen to it you're like eh, yeah it's nice it's all right and they're like no 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 but seriously it's like really listen like, to like it. really listen to the lyrics <laughs> Like, like do you get really it though? Do you, you get know, it? It's like that. Yeah, it's always like that, right? Like, do you get it though? Do you get it though? And you're like, yeah, it's like this, right? Yeah. And then when you explain it and it's correct, they're just like, yeah, that was that was it. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like when I heard it, it blew my mind. But like, I guess I guess it's just normal to you. <laughs> and that's Jamal Murray. People act like Jamal Murray's like a 25 point scorer. I'm like, he's averaging 18.8. <laughs> It's like eighteen five and four. He's he's decent. I mean he's 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 all right. You know, like it's, it's okay. Like uh, like why do people think he's all clutch? I'm like he's okay. He's he's okay. It's fine. Like he's how okay. much is he slept on a little bit? Yeah, maybe sure. some people think he averages like seventeen points, <laughs> sixteen points. He's really eighteen points, but you know, I mean that's it's not that big a deal. It's all right. It's all it's all right. Yeah, but that's like that band. It's like, dude, listen like this whole album is like so good. Like Do you hear that riff though? That riff, that minor? It's like I did hear it. I did hear yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That bass line right there. And then you dude, just play so it, good. you're like, Yeah, it's like this, right? And they're like, oh, I guess it's not. <laughs> Last one, Dark Horse. He, the Houston Rockets. They got Harden. They got Westbrook. And 10 other dudes that are under 6'8". <laughs> Joe, what is Houston like? Houston is like House of Cards. Oh. Houston, because remember when we first saw House of Cards? And we were like, Dude, oh we were like texting gosh. a lot. 
It's like this so show good. is like amazing. Wow. Yeah. Netflix. Remember it was like Netflix is doing shows now? Yeah. And it was like, wow. Because Orange is the New Black and House uh-huh. of Cards, they were like the only shows on Netflix, original content. And mm-hmm. you were like, wow, is this revolutionary? Is this like going to change the world forever? And this House of Cards was such a crazy show. There were so many twists and turns, I remember. Yeah. I just binged that first season like crazy and the second season was good and then you know the third season it kind of got a little it's, it's, it's same kind of stuff you know and then <laughs> i don't know what happened after that cliff you so then, then it's just he, he i mean spoiler alert for those that ha- haven't watched you're not it gonna watch far. it now. if you haven't watched it by now you're not gonna watch but it. he gets everything and there's no more further story narrative to go. So it's just kind of revolving around the same things. And it's just kind of got stale. And it Houston, got stale. Houston, like you were like, whoa. Harden was a bench player coming off the bench in OKC. And now he's averaging 26 points per game, which is yeah. two points more than Tatum. <laughs> right? <laughs> But, like, right out the gate, and you're like, whoa, his best player, his second best player was Chandler Parsons. That guy, yeah. who knows where he is? Who knows where that guy is? <laughs> his his third best player, Omar Ashik. Who knows where that guy is? His fourth best player, Jeremy Lin. And... His fifth best player, the leader of the arms race, Marcus Morris. <laughs> and you're like, Shoot, whoa. I never remember that. You're like, whoa, this is like something crazy. And like, you know, yeah, Kevin and you McHale. had D'Antoni, you had the system. It just, everything was unlocked. And you just thought, wow, this is going to be amazing. But they just can't get over the hurdle. But as we talked about last episode, all he has to do, just step up, man. All you got to do is just step up. But their road to the playoffs, their road to the championship is nearly impossible. They'll have to face the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Bucks. Yeah, there's no way. There's no chance. There's no chance. Unless they raise yeah. their seating. What shot do you give them to even get out of the first round? Uh... If they, they won't get have home court, right? Unless they move, unless they move up. So if things stay as is, I give them like a twenty percent chance. Wow! So against the Nuggets, you'd yeah. give you'd pick the Nuggets eighty percent over them. Yeah. Robert Covington wow. gonna guard Jokic? <laughs> That's true, actually. What are they gonna do? I mean, I give them higher than a twenty percent chance. I give them like a forty percent chance. They can't guard Jokic. There's nothing they can do against Jokic, even though you know NBC has them ranked under Tatum as like the 16th <laughs> best player. <laughs> wow, it's just so disrespectful, man! Like, I sh- what the heck? No, I I'm just, mad. I, I don't get it. I thought dude. it was funny, I, but now, I, now, now I'm mad. I don't get it, man. <laughs> Tatum, Dame. Westbrook? Westbrook is a former MVP. Like, <laughs> he's the MVP. Former MVP of the league. I don't know, guys. I don't know. But, all right, that was the top three in the East. 
top three in the West. Looks like we only got a few real contenders in this, so it's going to make up for something really interesting unless some of these pretenders can actually act like contenders. All right, we'll be back with our two for the couch after this. All right, we are back with our two for the road that we have rebranded as the two for the couch as everyone is still stuck inside. I want to talk about The Last of Us 2. If you didn't know, The Last of Us 2, the sequel to The Last of Us, has arrived finally after years of waiting. Seven years since the last Ooh. game. It was on PS3 before. And PS5 is Shoot, coming out in right. December. <laughs> uh, they remastered it on PS4. But P uh, The Last of Us 2 came, or came out. It is a beautiful game. The scenery is really beautiful in a post-apocalyptic world. Um, uh, I will say that, you know, the story, of course, really good. Uh, I, I would highly recommend, if you haven't played Last of Us 1, go play that. Because that story yeah. was also really, really good. And, Amazing. Yeah, really, really good. And Last of Us 2... Um, just the intensity of the story and the intensity of this life without rules you know, when you're trying to have morals is just impossible. It's just so hard. And so I think uh, just an, an impossible situation for people to kind of work together, working together. And, um, you know, you kind of see good develop bad develop what is evil what is right what is wrong like all those things are poked and prodded and questioned who is the hero uh, you don't know and so uh i recommend this game to go out and get it it's about like 30 ish hours of gameplay with like 27 hours of it being the movie <laughs> and three hours of you actually playing <laughs> um but still really enjoyable uh i mean some some people have it as the best ps4 game released I don't mm. go that far. I still think uh, I personally have enjoyed some others' titles better, but still. God of War. God of War. Yeah. God you of War. God of War. God of War is the number one. I, I actually also like Sekiro more than Last mm. of Us. <laughs> Which I am currently playing and being frustrated at. <laughs> oh, tell me, <laughs> tell me about that. Let's talk about that on here. I like that. Uh, it's, how, no, how far? Are I you? just. No, we'll, 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 I'll save it for a, a later, I'll okay, save it okay, for okay. a later one, but okay. yeah, it's just pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the worst game. It's fun, but just stupid. <laughs> it's so hard. I, I understand. I understand. All right. Uh, Joe, what is your one for the couch? Um, so my one for the couch is quick. Oh, by the way, actually, I just wanted to say last of us, the first last of us, and Uncharted 2 my, are my favorite games of all time. Mm. Those are my two favorite games of all time. At the end of The Last of Us Part 1, I just sat there staring at my TV mm. <laughs> for like for like 10 minutes. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't think a game could like... That's the feeling <laughs> that you yeah. said like yeah. after The Office ended where you just sit there. Like yeah, that's the feeling of finality. Yeah. It's how that's I felt good. after Homeland too. Yeah, I just felt like ah, oh, satis satisfaction. Yeah. So I look forward to playing part two. Uh, mine's real quick, just a PSA. I think it is today. Well, when the when this is released, but uh, Comic Con twenty twenty starts 
uh, Wednesday, the 22nd. And because of COVID, obviously, it's all virtual. Okay. So oh, okay. you can just watch it online. Yeah. and um, Watch what? So basically, the you know usually people present yeah oh, things oh 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 Not yeah like so the all booths. of that stuff so it won't be like yeah it won't be like panels and booths and stuff like that but um well actually they will have panels mm-hmm. but it will be like a pre recorded you know Zoom or something like that right and there'll be some questions and stuff and there are gonna be some trailers and different things coming out and so um yeah you know still a way to enjoy. The kind of stuff that comes out of Comic-Con. I've never been to Comic-Con, but, <laughs> you know, there's always stuff that comes out of it, like trailers yeah. and panels and things like that. And so if you want to check that out, you know, it's all free, obviously, and you can see it online starting today. Maybe we should uh, do a review on Comic-Con one day. Do uh, what, what do you mean? Like go to like Comic-Con? Go to Comic-Con. I don't know. Maybe our, our <laughs> Maybe it's a little too far removed. <laughs> It's too far into that realm for our podcast. Never mind. Because we're more sports. But we could dress up like... um... (laughs) NBA players. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We could dress up like... um, Dude, what if we we dressed up as Krillin with a Lowry jersey? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's actually good. And Yamcha with DeRozan? Yeah, Yamcha with DeRozan. (laughs) Because we're and, also best um, friends. Or just Orochimaru. Orochimaru but, with a LeBron jersey. <laughs> LeBron jersey. <laughs> People would be like, what is that? That would be great. And then just have SBR. Yeah, SBR. That's how we get our podcast out. You never know, man. They're, they're, That's true. They're no, kind, of, sure they're kind of our kids. I'm sure there's sports fans out there, too. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the People's Pod. Subscribe, like, comment, share, rate. Give us five stars. We'll be back next week with more nonsense. This is PBR with Cliff and Joe. Peace. Peace.